This is the Bird Dad Podcast. I'm Ian Carlson. There are plenty of birds calling today, but I'm barely awake to hear them. That's a yellow-bellied sapsucker doing that lazy tapping, establishing a territory. The (whistles) is a tufted titmouse. And in the foreground is a white-throated sparrow, doing its classic, Oh, Sam, Peabody, Peabody, call, as it forages through the leaf litter at the base of the brush pile. There's our resident red-winged blackbirds. And that high-pitched jumble of notes is a brown-headed cowbird. Last night, my son was wide awake and starving from 1 to 4 a.m. When he woke up again at 5.45, my wife handed him to me, and the remainder of my sleep came in bite-sized morsels. My wife has managed the bulk of our son's nocturnal demands, and she's the one who deserves the real credit here. She's been a Marianne to his republic of one. Her tricolor flag a burp cloth, her Phrygian cap, a messy bun. She is the true hero of our family right now. But she's not the one with the podcast. I am. Unwashed and bleary-eyed, my son and I emerge to wander the property sometime between 9 and 10 a.m. It's become our little routine for the past few days. My son sleeps in his baby Bjorn, tucked deep within an oversized farm coat. Within seconds of being outside, he's asleep, and he'll remain so, provided I continue to move about. Should I sit down or go back inside, crying will begin. I like this big coat of mine. In one pocket, I can fit a travel mug filled with coffee or mate. In the other pocket, my recorder. Hanging from my neck are my binoculars, a well-loved pair of Eagle Optics 8x24 Shrikes, a gift from my uncle. And with the strap adjusted, they fit around the carrier to rest gently on my son's back. There's no room for a camera currently. Too many straps. And this is birding for me. For now. The trail to the backwoods is still wet and soggy. It won't dry up till sometime in June, or maybe July. There are fresh deer tracks in the mud. Some days there's a crash of twigs and a flurry of nine or ten cotton-white tails 
bob away through the pines. Not today, though. Today has something else in store for us to hear. Or perhaps even to feel. A drumming in the woods. The sound we're searching for is a low, soft drumming noise that goes a little something like this. And trust me, that's a really good impression. Majilasu is what the Penobscot call this bird but it's more commonly known in English as a ruffed grouse. And no, this grouse has not been hassled by street tufts or sketched in loosely with a pencil. It is a ruffed grouse. R-U-F-F-E-D. The males still keeping the Tudor fashion alive will pop a hidden collar of stylish black feathers when trying to impress a mate. But how do they advertise their ability to strut their stuff? And fluff that rough. They drum. A ruffed grouse knows every fallen log and mound of raised earth in its chosen territory. He will climb atop the most resonant spot brace himself with his tail, and by flapping his wings back and forth in rapid succession, create this deep, airy drumming noise. The noise itself is a result of a small vacuum being formed by the sudden compression of the air beneath the wings. A rapid series of tiny sonic booms. It's a one-stop shop for all a grouse's essential needs. Need to establish a territory? Drum. Need to defend it from other males? Drum. Want to attract a mate? Drum. This particular bird has chosen a fantastic spot. It's a low rise of earth, bisected by a fallen maple, and surrounded by about 40 feet of dense, muddy alder thicket on all sides. The alder serves as the perfect alarm system. As soon as I make my first attempt to penetrate the thicket, Twig snap, mud squishes, and the grouse slips away. When I do press forward to the center of the thicket, I'm left with a guilty feeling. This bird works so hard, drumming for weeks, for two to three seconds of mating. And who am I to disrupt his amorous adventures? My son is beginning to stir. Pretty soon it will be time to go. But there's a purple finch singing. And a blue jay's calling. Perhaps the same blue jay that I heard before in episode one. Perhaps not. And once again, I find myself reflecting. My mind wanders back to the grouse. I'd love to see it in action drumming away, its wings pumping 50 times over 8 to 11 seconds, moving faster than my eye can track them at its crescendo. But 
with this little one to take care of, and running on six hours of interrupted sleep a night, that seems a little much to ask. In a week or so, the grouse will have mated, and beyond their even more secretive business of raising their own chicks. My window this year will have passed. And what of next year? In a week or two, a certain cup of neurons in my son's head will tip over and cascade into his first real social grin. A few months after that, his first steps, his first words, and then, according to several of my friends experiencing fatherhood, if my personal life wasn't over already, it will be. These quiet walks in the woods will be gone. This trickle of commitment will become a flood, and only the highest ground of me-time will remain. Everything is uncertain right now. Will I have to switch careers if the economy worsens and the local market takes a big hit? When can I see my friends and family again? What of the many, many things I want to accomplish will I have to set aside when the time comes and my family needs me and I have to dig deep? There are times when I doubt the world's fairness. But that's the privilege of a good life, talking within me. For now, I'll walk back to the house. The grouse has stopped drumming, and my wife is waiting for me. And this evening, after dinner and a glass of wine... And when the music is playing, the three of us, my wife, my son, and I, will go waltzing and twirling in our living room. We'll hold him between us, and he'll stare up into our faces, slowly recognizing them for what they are. And as he stares for the briefest of moments, a smile will start to form. And I'll be sworn to him and to this world. I'll also be tired, and stressed, and uncertain. But I will be sworn. The ruffed grouse is uncertain, drumming in the woods. Will he be driven from his territory by a stronger, younger male? Will a mate arrive? And yet he drums. A pound of protein announcing his presence to every hungry owl, hawk, coyote, fox, marten, or bobcat within earshot. And yet he drums. This podcast is written, recorded, and produced by Ian Carlson. Music by Doubletone.
Special thanks this week goes out to listener and friend of the podcast, Everett Leland, for sending me a great story about encountering his first rough grouse drumming site. This grouse was using an old berm pushed up by a bulldozer as his perch, which is something I hadn't heard of before. Thanks, Everett. If you'd like to send me an email, I can be reached at birddadpod at gmail.com. That's birddadpod at gmail.com. That's a really good impression.